How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. It's hour four of the nation. Coming up at 520, we're going to hit the expressway and catch you up on everything that's been breaking in the world of sports. It has been a massive afternoon of news. Okay, but right here we have Michael Irvin Audio. And a couple of questions for you about the Cowboys game. Uh, You do have uh, Mavs coming up at 630, and we'll be talking some basketball with you a little bit later on as we go around the Mavs. LA Live with Lucius is coming up at 540. Uh, Bobby Belt's coming up at 5.30, our Cowboys insider. Cut five, Michael Irvin. Is it a good thing that the Cowboys keep bringing up last year's loss? No, you know, you have to hold on to this. You have to know it. You have to remember it. I want you to let it sit in your gut and feel the pain. You remember a couple of years, you remember a couple of years ago when I think it was a Philly rested their starters and the Giants got made. Oh, Philly, we. What are you doing? What are you doing? Why do you do that? Yeah. We had a chance to get in the playoffs. I went off on all those giant players. I was, how dare you? How dare you try to tell them to stop your pain? You stop your own <laughs> damn pain by winning the darn games and getting in the playoffs. Now, right now, since you didn't get in the playoffs, you should feel that pain. Sleep on it. Eat on it. Boo-boo on it. Do what you got to do on it. Whatever you got to do, but think on it all, all season. And so when you go into next year, You'll remember this pain, and, and and that's why it is good for Dallas to remember. When you go into this game, I want them bringing up what happened last year right here because the only way you say, man, I don't care what nobody said, I ain't going through that I went through last year. After losing that game with San Fran, I got to make sure that doesn't happen. I guarantee you it'll make you play harder during the game. You don't want to see that pain again. And if you lived in the pain, you'll play hard to make sure you don't see it again. Yeah, he knows. He he knows as good as anybody. And yeah. I, I think it's great because losing is such a tremendous motivator. And coming off of a win, the reminder of that year's game might be able to trick your mind into, oh, I, I'm playing for pride here just a little bit more. I just wonder how many players really feel the pain on this Dallas Cowboys roster. You know what I'm saying? I think these players are different. I think they're wired different, you know. I don't think that you know. To me, when you always, I'm always fascinated by guys like Michael Irving's and people like that that talk about that because I honestly believe that's the case for him. Yes, for him. Yes, that's why leaders are really important. And I, yeah. I, I think for I think for Curse, I think that he feels pain. I, I there's guys. I you know, you need your your team to feel that pain. You do need it. But I really wonder in this day and age of pro football i think dak feels it i think cd lamb feels it um i hope enough guys do zach martin because there were times on the plane coming home i didn't feel like that they were feeling pain i don't know yeah. i they feel all, like i feel like don't i i yeah, i'm sitting here watching zach wolchuk and and it just die in the studio we're both dying watching these games you know and i'm thinking like i'm feeling it but i'm not them i'm not the players yeah, and stuff sure. like that and so i wonder and when i hear michael say that I appreciate that, and and I, I I've been a part of teams felt the pain. I just wonder in this day and age how many of these guys do. And if it's you know when you see like when it's all this season when they when it when it's over it hits with a thud. Yeah, and you just everybody grabs the green trash bags and goes along their way. They do, you know. You know? I, some people it really guts them, and they can't escape the feeling of of disappointment. You know, like 
like uh, Jerry West losing all those finals to the Celtics, yeah. even when they finally won a couple after the Boston team had broken apart, it just it wasn't fulfilling because of how much more damaging the pain was. And I don't know how much it's changed, but I think the money does something to the sports world where everything's going to be fine if we lose. You know, yeah. and certainly that's what you want. If the owners are making billions, the players have to be making millions. But the fact that everything's going to be fine, it puts a bigger emphasis on the guys that are just ultra competitive and hate to lose. Yeah. And if you're not that way, you can get put to sleep by all the dough you're making. That's See, for sure. I, I wonder if it really hurts James Harden to lose. You know, I wonder if it really some of these. I wonder if it really hurts them to lose. Yeah. Well, uh, the leaders on this Cowboys team feel like the hurt is is powerful, and a number of them continue to bring it up. And for the players that it does hurt, it's very important to be vocal throughout the week and communicate to younger guys how big of an opportunity it is. Yeah. You can't rest on your laurels. You think this is good. Imagine how much better it will be if you get to say for the rest of your life you're a Dallas Cowboys champion. You Amen. get to set up shop in North Texas and be yeah. a freaking legend. Oh, Amen. Beautiful. And, and it, I think it does help that you're playing the the team that ended your season last year. Yeah. Like it, it gives you that much. And J. Ron Curse has been a guy that's been outspoken all season long about the idea of, of getting I, back at these Niners. So. I think I think J. Ron Curse is the leader in that locker room, to be honest with you. The, on the, I know on the defensive side of the ball. Seems like it, right? He's the one guy. I, I think that if everybody were to say, if they took a, a, a poll of who do you think is the leader in this locker room, the one guy. That I people look I, to to say the right thing. I think, yeah. I, well, say the right thing, really believe everything that he's saying. I, I bet you Curse would get the majority of the defensive votes. But I think it absolutely does have to ramp things up. The fact that you're going to the Niners, the team that knocked you out last year, and the yeah. fact that this offseason was built on how they lost that And I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Because I think the fan base, I, th- I do, I think the fan base, they, they, they struggle with it more. The fan base struggles with this, you know? I mean, listen to the people that call on the postgame show and stuff like that that struggle. I mean, it just—it's one of those things. I hope the—I hope the players feel like like what Michael Irvin's talking about. I really do, because I do think it can make a difference. I just don't know that right well, now. Well, and what role does does leadership in the front office and the ownership offices have? If if you aren't live and die, let's win a championship. Yeah. that energy trickles its way down across the organization. No question. I think you're right about the money, though. Yeah, I do think you're right about the money because it's now it's. You know, we our contracts have been completely uh, paid up. You know, now we're playing for some guys. Some guys, yeah, it means a lot because it's the most. I mean, three hundred seventeen thousand dollars is half of what they're making right now playing mm-hmm. these season. Yeah. When you're talking about some of these guys that they're on the bottom tier, I think most men just want to dominate, though, and this is their chosen profession. This is what they're great at, and it's it's going to bother anybody that's competitive enough to get into pro sports that somebody beat you last year and and ended that. And I think I like this story because it's their chance to carry some extra pride, to come up with the extra energy, to beat a team that on paper is going to be stronger and in position more frequently than you. That's what it comes down to. The Niners are a better team. So you got to get this message home to your guys to try to get that 110% type of performance that can be the difference uh, Sunday night at 530. You know, this is why Michael Jordan made up those stories about people talking trash when they didn't. Because he knew how, how, how poisonous winning is. This is why Nick Saban chews out reporters that try to compliment his players because he knows managing success in sports is very difficult and 99% of the players can't do it. Only Jordan tricking himself into thinking everybody's doubting me could make him emotional enough to go out and withstand all the success of being the greatest and winning three straight championships twice and still be driven, right? It, It almost takes like lying to yourself to trick your brain into having the kind of motivation that you would coming off uh, a season-ending loss like uh, the Cowboys suffered against the 49ers. How about this one for Michael Irvin? Should the Eagles be worried about the Giants? Here's the playmaker. Now, that's a question that I have to – I would have to really sit and think, do I answer this with my heart or my head? You know, because my heart wants to say, oh, yeah. Yeah, boy, you ain't worried about it. You saw what Daniel Jones did. He played a great game, but we got a shot. We got a shot to go take our business. In 92, 
like in San Francisco, like we did in 92. <laughs> and then if the Giants, Daniel Jones, play like that, we can have that game here. NFC championship game. In the, oh, my heart says all of that. My heart says all of that. But my head says, no. Nah. <laughs> Stop playing, Michael. Stop playing, Michael. Stop playing. You know, no way Philly's going to lose this game after having that season, you know. But but it is three times in a row. So let's see and let's hope that 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 that, 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 that maybe New York can try and do what uh what Arizona did to us one time over here and, and not Philly. Don't bring that up. Uh, five-point game with the Giants resting a lot of players that, in Week that, 18. That's, that's your hope right there, that the Giants were playing for absolutely nothing and Philly was trying to win a game. And they came away, was, I think it was a six-point victory. It was six point, yeah. 22-16, I think was the final. Leg. Maybe you're I'm sorry. But, yeah, the, the point is, though, I, I kind of feel like that this, this New York Giant team is different because of what this head coach is. Because if this thing turns into having to go for two to win this game, I could see this guy doing this. Mm-hmm. I could see. I could just see. You know, Philadelphia. Philadelphia is going to. Philadelphia is the team with pressure on it, not the Giants. Yeah, yeah. This guy, Philly. This Nick Nick Sirianni had better be ready for a guy that is going to not coach this game in a way that is conventional. That it's going to have some things in it that they are probably not going to be prepared for. Yeah, 214, Jerry Rice did the same. Always thought the world was against him to stay motivated. Different yeah. era, man, of those guys. Those guys were so great when it yeah. came to I'm not, I'm not saying it in a way, Gavin, of slamming it. I'm just saying the, the guys you mentioned, Jerry Rice, Michael yeah. Irvin, uh, 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 Jerry, you know, all these guys. I mean, that, those guys, when you, you, could write, you could write books about those guys' mental toughness. Yeah. You, know, you could write books about how those guys handled these situations, you know, when 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 th- when the games were online, they weren't making money. I mean, they weren't making a whole lot of money. Well, the one thing you have in your corner, and you can say what you want about the quarterback, he's mentally tough. Oh that's, no, that's never not question. You got an never. issue with number yeah. four. Yeah, you just you just you just hope that, like I say, the only thing that could hold this team back is making mistakes. I think the turnover. I think yeah. they could beat anybody in the NFL on any given day when they don't turn the football but over. But I, I think he realizes the importance of this moment. And, I do too. And I think he's he's living in this right now, and and I think you're going to get the best again out of that guy. Yeah, he's he's uh, the one player that can actively do something to change the dynamics, which is run the football. And I hoped on Monday when we were talking about it, we could get eight runs from Dak. We got seven runs from Dak. Yeah. He's got to know. Like in in the fourth quarter last year, when you were desperately trying to get the touchdown and win by one, you couldn't get first downs barely, but he ran and. Ended up taking, what, 40 yards out mm-hmm. of them? It's it's obvious that's the way to victory. You look at the impact that it's had for Jalen Hurts and making him an MVP candidate. Um, and I think Dak has shown, you know, last year, maybe the body wasn't quite right, you know? And there was so much hesitancy. Agreed. But over the last five games, we've seen him make nifty moves. Yeah. We've seen him do it with power. We've seen him do it with the dive now. I got to be coming into this game, you know, opening up that that uh, collared shirt. And you got a Superman uniform under, on underneath. You know, that's the kind of performance I, I think he's got to know that his team needs it. A lot of and, sense in yeah. what you're saying there. I think he's trusting his body, and, and yeah. you're seeing that more. Maybe it took yeah. some time for him to get into that. I do have a question for you, Brian, because we got a lot of Twillos that are asking about this. You know, the field conditions there in San Francisco and maybe that's something you got to ask about but I don't know if you've heard anything about you know how that surface plays there in San Francisco I know we, the, the only time that we've ever I, I know that I made the trips were in the preseason it's pristine weather it's always been a great grass field the thing about it is we used to play candlestick it was an absolute mess you could go back and look at that I'll, I'll reach out to uh, my equipment guys and see what they they feel about the field conditions and stuff like that uh, last week, I was worried about it. You know, the, if it was one of those things where it rained the entire game, that maybe you were worried about it getting really chopped up and all that. So, well, we'll see how it plays out. I, I, back to the Dak running stuff, I wonder if, and, and I'm confident you're going to see Dak running uh, at every turn where it makes sense for him, uh, like scrambling. And, and if they're doing a lot of third down man defense, then Dak can take advantage. Okay, cool. Everybody's going to turn their back on me. I'll just scamper for eight yards and, and steal this first down real quick. But I wonder if there's an element to the offense that could be expounded that you don't really use right now where you're using a little bit of read option stuff and, and Dak pulling the ball 
and putting Joey or Nick Bosa in the same type yeah. of bind that the Eagles would do. And I know Dak's not Micah. Jalen Hurts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. The same thing that, that Sirianni and those guys were doing to Parsons in that first matchup yeah. with Hurts. Could you mix in just a little bit sure. of that? Sure. See, and I understand, you know, I, I watched that Atlanta game. I was just curious. I, and, I, you know, you're right. that there, there were guys that were missing in that lineup and stuff like that. But that was one of the ways that the Falcons were able to move the football. You know, with Marcus Mariota was pulling the ball, a couple, and then all of a sudden there was some edge runs and stuff like that. You don't have to do it every single play, but no. you have to do it enough to make make Nick Bosa and this defensive line freeze for that second. And then you can, you know, you can if you can get him to freeze, then you you know you're affecting his pass rush maybe a little bit later on. Or you're, you know, you're affecting how he's playing Certainly, the game, defending yeah. the run. Exactly. Yeah. It yeah. seems like that is the common denominator to teams that have had success against San Francisco. It's your quarterback is is running some. Whether it was Atlanta, whether you have a Mahomes who has mobility with the Chiefs, whether it was Stidham who did have some success with his legs against Vegas, and then even Geno who can run around a little bit. But that was more so with, with DK Metcalf. But Dak using his legs is definitely going to be paramount in this game again. All righty. Thank you, guys. Uh, and thanks to Michael Irvin for jumping on with Sean and RJ and, and these uh, fun topics that we get to talk about whenever he is on. Uh, when we come back, it's time to hit the expressway. Bobby Belt's coming up in 14 minutes. Our Cowboys insider. We'll see what he has to say. And then we'll be into L.A. Live with Lucius by about 545-45 here in the nation. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yes, sir. Welcome back. It is the G-Back Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. And uh, we have the Expressway every afternoon at this time. Uh, Bobby Belt's coming up here in about six minutes. And then Lucius Alexander coming up at about 540. Let's take a look at the, everything that has been developing throughout your broadcast afternoon. Uh, and a tease here for you. Greg Olson will be uh, the TV analyst on the call on Fox Sunday evening. He'll be on with Sean and RJ tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Doing a pretty dang good job uh, uh, taking over as the lead analyst uh, for Fox. And he's a guy that's always prepared. You know, he's going to have some interesting things to say, not only in, in the game, but tomorrow at 8 a.m. He'll give you his thoughts on the Cowboys and the tight ends that they're throwing out there trying to get the best of the 49ers. Um, Tristan Viscaino is a kicker that the Cowboys had in the building a couple of years ago in the offseason, they were kind of, kind of like holding him as a just-in-case for like four months. They ended up going with a different option. He's been around to a couple of different spots. He's attempted five in total kicks this year and has made them all. And right now, he is uh, a just-in-case uh, guy on the Cowboys practice squad. But if they don't have confidence in Mar going into the weekend, I would expect uh, Vizcaino to be on the roster uh, on game day 
and maybe Marr will as well. I don't know exactly how you play that. There's a couple of different things you could do. I wouldn't be mad at saying, let's go in with Maher, and if he misses the first one, then we're going for two all the time. You know, it'll be really interesting to see exactly what the Cowboys try to do. It's a very difficult situation, and there's not really, uh, you know, a, a lot of great options out there. So they're they're big, they're picking the best option from from some tough choices. Yeah, I had a head coach. Can we read what a head coach told me about this? Yeah, head coach said not many. This is about the whole kicking situation, Dallas. He said, okay. Not many options at this point of the season. Normally, you would uh, cut the guy for missing five straight extra points. I would make sure that people leave him alone, bringing in his own personal guru or the guy that helped him on there uh, get up the, this way. But uh, he's a talented kicker and now has a chance to prove it. Keep encouraging him, but obviously have a few contingency two-point thoughts ready. Also be ready for it in uh, four-down territory. Yeah, yeah. Missing stuff. He says, I never like feeling like you're going for two or go for it on fourth down, but... I guess you should probably cut this guy. <laughs> <laughs> probably should cut him. Like that. You think he's got a lot of talent. There's a lot to work with there. You think Great there's some human things we need to do. But old Yeller is ass. Not many options this time I will of say year, this. But. This is not Doug Peterson. This is okay. another, another head coach. Any coach I'm, in the NFL this year? Yeah, this yeah, is a guy I got. Yeah. Okay. That's one of your guys in the yeah. gang of seven. That's well, that's, fantastic. Well, that was, that's this, cool. this was just a head coach I and, knew, and I wanted to ask him. Because Bassick brought it up. Bassick brought it up to you guys in the in the crosstalk. Right? Do you have to have two point plays ready? Absolutely. Dang yeah. Right. You have to I mean if you miss the if you miss the field goal or miss the extra point, do you have the the kicker you're ready to, to you're step ready in? for everything? Yeah. The only thing yeah. we can't be ready for is to let him miss three in a row. Yeah. You miss one, we're done. Right. Yes. And we're going for two and going forward on fourth down. <laughs> I I have. I have a, a a lot of respect for what the guy did this year, and you got to give him the opportunity to save it. I think well, because of how he can boom him, you know. Yeah. Looking by looking at Dak's reaction, you know, Dak once he's had his post game shower and his change, and he's addressing the media, says all the right things. In game, Dak, if Maher misses another one, he might go up there and punch him in the face. Yeah. The, and, I, the reaction I thought was interesting was Michael Gallup was sitting on the bench, kind of enjoying like his touchdown he got. And then you see his hands like, whoa, whoa, what are Again? we, whoa, whoa, what are we doing? These you points know? are a premium, man. Yeah. It's like you know the wide receiver coach, all the everybody's sitting there like, yeah. looking around like, what just happened? <laughs> I hope Maher was doing the same thing with his arms every time Michael Gallup was dropping a pass this year, <laughs> whoa. Or, or showing up. Turnabout's fair play, giving Jeez. me like one catch uh, for nine Shots yards. You know? Shots fired. Derek Chia followed He does not stand for kicker shaming. No, actually, no, he I, hates I, kickers. I, I do He's make usually kickers plenty. <laughs> the, ring, the ringleader of the kicker shit. But, I mean, come on. Wouldn't you just go get Vinatieri and say, bro, you can kick extra points? Yeah. You can kick extra points. No, you I, can do it in your sleep. Okay. I, don't th- I don't think Vinatieri was very good towards the end of his okay. career. Like, okay, it's a 48-yard field goal, but Mar. you got but you got fourth and three. It's fourth and three. You gotta, you gotta, you have a chance to win the game. It's fourth and three. Do you go for the forty-eight yard field goal or you go for it? On We're on the thirty-one. I need We're going. To, I need to know. I, we, we, I can win the game with a field goal. You can win the game with a field goal, or you can, or you, or you can keep running plays. I You're really, kick- I really need to know what's gone on in the game. Has Maher missed anything? Like what's because uh, to start the game, if this is the first drive it's of the game, seven I'm all. letting Maher it's do his seven thing. all. The whole game has been seven all. Send him out there. And you, you had a, you, he kicked the extra point. Viscaina didn't He's kick the extra no, point. He, he kicked the extra point. He's okay. It's seven all. No, it's we're a, going. He's okay. No, <laughs> Brett's fine. Yips how, how nervous is everybody going to be in that? Yips we're all don't be go nervous. away. Extremely you don't nervous. get yips for one afternoon. Okay. It okay. sets okay. up shop in your brain and stays there for months or okay. years. It's a seven six game. He had he, he missed the extra point. <laughs> oh, and he, he, he's already he's not even he on my side. No way in he's, missed, he's missed the extra point. Well, you have a chance on fourth and three. We're going, in we're this scenario, we're going for it. If yeah. it's seven seven and he's made the extra point, I'm trotting, no, no, no. I'm trotting Maharani out there. Let me say this. I I. I think Mike McCarthy has done a great job. I've done a full 180 on him. I think he's the coach of the future. If you go into this <laughs> Wait, with, just, do? with just <laughs> Brett Maher and he misses the first kick and yeah. you let him kick again, you fire Mike McCarthy. That's how big of a mistake this would be. Okay, wow. all right. You you cannot let Brett Maher lose this game. Can we I'm elev- with you on 100%. Are we able to elevate yeah. Thank you. Vizcaino during the game and de-elevate <laughs> Brett Maher. It's going to be like one halftime exemption okay, here for these yeah, situations. I'm the, telling you, we need to have different rules for the kickers, bro. I should be able to go get a non-playoff team's kicker right now. 
<laughs> and then give him back at the end of my Super Bowl run. Well, just oh, random. Okay. Like they used to do with Ricky Henderson all the time. Okay, let me you see. How, let me see how committed you are to this bit. Would you give up? Okay, if you could go get Baltimore's kicker for the playoffs, but you have to give them compensation. You don't have to give them a first, but would you give them a second round pick? What I give the Ravens right now a second, a second round, round pick, pick for to know Tucker? you have Justin Tucker to kick in this game. Hell yes. Yeah. It's going to be a late two anyway. <laughs> Hell no, I'm not doing that. I've been watching 80 plus guys. <laughs> you want to draft. Hey, how about you watch us lift up a Lombardi and watch your guys go do a little Super Bowl parade out here, okay? That's I, what I want to watch. I believe in my guy, Maharati for Prez, baby. <laughs> it is time now to catch up with Bobby Belt, our Cowboys insider. He'll join the discussion here in the G Bag Nation. And a good afternoon, Bobby. How the heck are you? Bro, what the hell are you guys? A second rounder yeah. for Justin Tucker for the playoffs? No. No, Brian. Thank you, Bobby. You're just going with Tristan Viscaino? Are you no, out of I'm your going mind? Brett Maher, you? who's been better than Justin Tucker all year. He got the yips. They don't go away. Why are you pretending like the yips just magically go no, no, away no, no, after no. a bad afternoon? You got no, classic no. knee-jerk overreactions here, Bobby. I got to put out these flames, man. I, I, I Gosh, it's so hard because I don't know what they're going to – I don't know what kind of opportunities they're going to give him – or what opportunities he gets. I just I feel very comfortable that whatever opportunities he gets in this game, it will look more like the first, you know, 18 weeks of the year rather than last week. But you have to have a contingency on the game day roster in case it doesn't, right? Mm, I don't know, because the only guy you, you've had active in recent weeks that hasn't gotten into games has been Cooper Rush. So you're yeah. talking about having to sacrifice somebody that's actually playing snaps for you. So you so you do a third round pick? Is that what you're saying for Justin Tucker? <laughs> no, I don't give a seventh round pick for Justin okay, Tucker. Now you're to be honest, now, to have him for the rights for this game. Stubborn and, 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 you can tell me I have team. Justin Tucker for the rest of eternity, and I wouldn't give up a seventh round pick. I'm not going to do that for a kicker. I'd give up a seven. Bet Thank you, you Chuck. Now, Brian scenario, we get him fifth. for all three games, right? He's there for the rest of the yes, postseason. Yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah, that, he's Super yours. He's yours. Yeah. The thing about it is, though, you have to, but you could lose your second round pick if you don't win the game. That's fine, bro. Uh, we, we just wasted it on Kelvin Joseph five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now, now, now the question That's is, that's who I said for can, the kicker. No, <laughs> no, yeah, 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 just urinating second round picks left and right. They never work. Sorry, maybe Justin Tucker to go win a football game, and that game might be the Super Bowl. If you tell me, I'm trading Kelvin Joseph specifically for Justin Tucker, then the answer is like, absolutely. I'll do that. Perfect. Uh, Let's do this. Like I'll, I'll trade, I'll trade Kelvin Joseph for, you know, like a, a backup long snapper at this point. Just get me any sort of anything in return for Kelvin. How about Jalen Tolbert? Yeah. Sure. Oh, like a trade Jalen Tolbert for a kicker. Uh, no, I, I want to see that oh, one play out a little longer. Oh, okay. Oh, we got faith in Tolbert. You're telling me you'd rather have Tolbert inactive, sitting at home watching the game, than Justin Tucker ready to go put the, he put might the be team good on, next on his year, back. Man. Why are you going to just... Yeah, I'm, not, I'm playing just, for the next I, three it, weeks. It, it, it on is, his career. It's just wild, especially you, Eric, Mr. Like, wanting to, to quote all these advanced statistics that you're like, hell yeah, give me the guy who will make it easier for me to kick a field goal in a dice. He said, no, go for it. It's like the old Matt Rule line when he was at Baylor, how he said that uh, his first year at Temple, their kicker quit. And he said, and he said, we went two and 10. He said, but it was the best year of my life other than going two and 10. You're, hey, uh, yeah, I got to tell you. Not winning anything substantial. That's great. And Thanks, Matt Rule. For Bobby, nothing. we both know he just reads them. He doesn't know what they mean. And that's a fair point. <laughs> he, Bo- he, he is choppy junior. I get it. Bobby, you're sounding an awful lot like Stephen Jones right now. Oh, well, no. obviously, I think that uh, Brett Maher's done a good we job. We shouldn't be year. kicking field goals anyway. I mean, to be honest, to be honest, I mean, there, I feel like there are several situations where you shouldn't do it, that they, that it's still widely accepted in league circles that they do it. Like so, after every time they score a touchdown, right? Like, you, aren't you saying right now, Bobby, no, that no, we no, should no. just I'm, be doing I'm away not, with the I'm, extra I'm points? Because that's what our kicker can't do right now. So if you just want to never do an extra point again, so be it, Bob. That's totally fine. But that's what our kicker is unable to do right now. So if, if extra points aren't important to you, then no problem. We'll go for two every time. Let's party. Let's go. I mean, look, if he's going to uh, – I, I think that missing that in a single game is not enough to, uh, you know, drive me off of Brett Maher and what I've seen from him. But I also understand uh, that this is a, a, a fan base – and 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 Eric, even even yourself, this is a, a group that uh, swings emotionally with every Dak Prescott throw. So I get why a kicker's whole game might throw you off. But no, I would let Brett Maher do whatever he's going to do. If he misses the first kick, you just go for it from two the rest of the way there. Yeah, that's absolutely what I would do. I would not have a second kicker active.
Okay, and to find you're, just, you're punting on anything at the end of the game where you might need yeah. a field goal. I mean, I, I don't know. I just that is extremely uncomfortable. No, I mean, I think that's my. I mean, what does it matter if you need a field goal against San Francisco? They're going to call the quarterback draw with ten seconds left anyway. So Ooh, you know, <laughs> I mean, this is I, I like take take it out of that control completely. I, I don't want to see any of this settling anyway. Like like when they settle last year for a Greg Zerline fifty nine yarder with no confidence in him instead of just using clock, the clock the correct way. So, no, like, honestly, that's what I do. I'd let him line up for the first extra point. If he misses that first one, then, yeah, they go for two the rest of the day. They go for it on fourth down. Don't put yourself in the situation. That's what I would do. You going to sign Jeff Heath? Hmm. Um, no. <laughs> I'm no. just kidding. I, you. No. Well, I, who, who is their emer- I gotta. I'm curious who their emergency well, is. They just ask, signed this Viscaino guy. Viscaino no, but before guy. that, I was curious. Like, if he comes up, like, if he just, like, pulls a hamstring in the game the other day. who's probably Brian Anger, don't you think? Uh, maybe, but I mean, remember Chris Jones refused to kick. That's why they had to have uh, Jeff Heath do it. Oh, so. that's true. I don't know who it would be, but do you think realistically they're thinking about Vizcaino being the kicker on Sunday? Uh, no, I think they're just, I think it's an insurance plan. Okay. I think they just want a contingency in place in case, in, in case, uh, in case they, they win, but Mar misses a bunch of kicks again for the next um, round. No, or even just if like he's supposed to do hash work tomorrow. So like if he's if he's looking really bad tomorrow or, mm. you know, maybe they do. Gosh. I would not have the practice squad elevation, but they might. I don't know. They may have somebody sitting there just as a backup. And look, we talked to uh, David Beeler this morning and before the signing had been made, he was talking about how like it's reasonable, like Maher should reasonably expect that they would go do that. Not necessarily that his job would be taken, but he should reasonably expect that they would bring insurance in here. Yeah. And that's what they did. So, you know, if they if they want to have that on hand, that's fine. Um, but I just for me, for my sense, I, I wasn't in favor of them going and, and signing another kicker. I, I just figure you kick the extra point. If it doesn't work the very first time, you just adjust from there. Bob, what are the other big storylines here on this Wednesday? Cowboys didn't work today, right? They did not practice. This is another recovery day. Yeah, I think I think they had a uh, I think they just had like a light walkthrough or something because they did just send out a practice report, um, but it was a projection, and so typically those are for walkthrough days. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get the uh, the Thursday workload and then the the Friday uh, coming up. We'll get a chance to see them. This is obviously a a short rest game, and it's with travel. Uh, I saw Tony Dungy tweeted, I think it was earlier today, that he doesn't feel great about Dallas's chances because he said it's very rare in the the history of the entire NFL that you have a team win a game on the road on Monday night and then win on Sunday the following week on the road. Did it happen last right. week? It happened that, last, that week, last it, year, didn't it? it? It is incredibly rare, but it's also incredibly rare that you even get the opportunity to do it. How many times do you think the Cowboys in the Jerry Jones era have played a Monday night road game followed by a Sunday road game the next week? Three times. Once. Wow. It's happened one time in 33 years. It was 2015. They beat Washington on the road, and then they went on the road to Green Bay and got their ass kicked. But other than that, they haven't even had this opportunity. Um, And I just only had gone back to 89 to even research it. I mean, if I go back even further, it may show that that's the only time it's happened for them. The NFL just generally doesn't schedule it that way. But that's what they've set them up here for the playoffs, and, you know, they'll they'll just have to deal with it. But, Bobby, you know, they've they've had unusual schedule – this whole year, right? I mean, the, you know, they, they ought to be used to, like, it not being normal Didn't for them, right? did you get right? the stat on short rest that they're undefeated? Yeah, they, they've played a lot of stuff on short rest yeah. this year. They're 4-0 on short rest, and they had back-to-back short rest games uh, when they beat uh, Philly, and then they beat Tennessee the next week. Um, and that was a Jacksonville to short rest at home to short rest in Tennessee. And that was kind of a a whirlwind turnaround. And they still won those uh, two games on short rest. So I I don't think that you can just say just because it's rare that it's ever happened uh, means that it's, it puts Dallas in a really difficult position because it's also just rare that it's ever been set up exactly like this. If, if Dallas loses this game, uh, I I don't think we'll be looking at it because of the, the rest issue. Uh, When you look at specifically, um, Mike McCarthy playing a Monday night game uh, and then rolling into a, a game at the immediate Sunday. Uh, he has won five of his last six going back to Green Bay. And so when it's been a, a road Monday game and then on to another game the next week, he's won five of his last six. So I, I feel comfortable that Mike McCarthy knows how to stagger their practice load. The fact that they're not practicing today, he clearly knows how to at least bring them into that game so that they're not exhausted. And so I'll take that and take my chances with it. 
Bobby, it's the playoffs, right? You don't really need any added incentive to get up for a game. But you, you mentioned yesterday that J. Ron Curse has just brought up the 49ers this year multiple mm-hmm. times. Do, do you think that this is a team, whether it's just J. Ron Curse, but, it, but it's all 53, that this is a game that they're pretty, they're, they're going to be ready for. Like, they're ready for revenge. They, they've been eyeing the 49ers. This is a game that they're they're, they're going to be playing their best football. Yeah, and I don't, I don't even know that it's so much eyeing revenge against the 49ers as much as it is just exercising their own demons trying to to write what they did wrong right like I don't know that it's it's focused as any sort of like bitter aggression towards uh these are the 49ers that took us out I think it's more representative of this is the team that we really screwed it up last year against let's not do that again and so I think they are very locked into that and some guys will talk about it more than others like I'm sure you know J. Ron Curse has mentioned it a lot this year I'm sure Dak will will tell you is he tends to do that you know well I, I hadn't even thought about san francisco since it happened to be honest you know we'll we'll hear that sort of line but i think universally in that locker room they're all painfully aware of who they lost to last year how they underperformed and that they'd like to fix that you know speaking of bitter aggression uh bobby i i do need to get your take on uh, sean sharif <laughs> I, directing I, his I frustration towards me i yeah I, I don't know i mean you you've seen what it's like trying to contain <laughs> sean uh you, you can't stop him you can only hope to contain him uh the aggression uh, it, it, he just was triggered when Hagee threw out the pure gold as always. Yep. As soon as that hit him, he just it, it brought up you know a fever dream of orange magic wings, and he couldn't help himself. Who has more bitter aggression though? Is it Sean or is it Hagee? Based on his story in crosstalk today. Oh Sean. yeah, where he uh, where he tried to like abuse an elderly man in the parking lot or was whatever. It, was he elderly? He I said mean, he was a, like that, a that's, Larry that's David. How I'm exaggerating type of... the story. Yeah, he said a younger Larry David, now, and that's only because he said he was a Larry <laughs> David type. And then I went, "You beat up a senior citizen." And he went, "Well, a younger Larry David." So then he came on the air and said, "Younger Larry David." But uh, I wouldn't mess with Hagee. I mean, Hagee's told the story on air before uh, about when he was working at a, a blockbuster and some shoplifter <laughs> took a movie and went to the car and locked it, and like Hagee went out there and kicked his window in. And so, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't challenge Hagee. He's, he's a very nice, very sweet man. Uh, but you know, it's, it's like the Bruce Banner thing. I think, I don't, I don't think you want to make him angry. Did Mike McCarthy challenge uh, Todd Archer in that press conference? Do we have a showdown coming? <laughs> uh, I mean, it kind of, it kind of seemed like it, didn't it? Uh, yeah. but I mean, uh, you know, I guess it depends on the, you you know it's Jerry's line all the time of like I'm smiling when I say this is I, I, you know I guess it depends yeah, just on like how John much Harbaugh you, yeah, my yeah. my lips were smiling but everything else on my face yeah. was scowling yeah exactly and so uh, no I mean I, I I think Mike McCarthy just like every single one of us on the beat has a lot of respect for Todd yeah um, I, I think that. Like he said uh, yesterday, I think it was, that they've got a, a tight turnaround and they're all going to be grumpy and, and, and tired. And so that's probably just the, uh, the, the outpouring of that. Terrific report once again, Bob. Is there anything else before we let you go? Just that I love you all. Love you too. There he is, Bobby Belt. Most follow on Cowboys Bob. Twitter time now. For L.A. Live with Lucius Alexander, here he is, L.A. I've got some headlines for you guys. And is John Wall reaching or preaching right after the great Rick James? But all right, you squares, it's time you smoke. I fire up this funk and let's have a toe. It'll make you dance with some of everything. Everybody get hot. Hey, hey. LA Live for January, what is this, 18th, 2023? Year's almost over. Yeah, it's flying by already, man. Uh, I got a question for the Tolos right out of the gate. I asked the questions to the Tolos because they know more about us than we know about them. That's true. So I asked some questions on my social media applications to see what kind of answers I get from these people. Who's following us? I asked this on my Facebook. Uh, Let's see. What are you addicted to, Tolos? What are you addicted to, fellas? Are you guys in there addicted to anything? Well, you know what? Are you willing to admit that you're yes. addicted to something? How about that? Yeah. Chinese buffet. Now, how about it? Gosh. I, I mean, I, I could honestly eat it one every single night yeah. that I leave here. All the soy sauce, huh? How, how often? Oh. Like, what are we talking? What's your what's your record of days consecutive? Four. That's my man. What about yeah. the sizzler? That's what's your dog? Guy. The Sizzler is, I mean, that's only a, that's only when we're in Oxnard and they closed the one down I used to go to. The Western Sizzler is awesome. You know, you, you see Jeff to, Fisher there. Yeah, but the, yeah, Chinese food, it, it buffet especially. When, yeah. I, when I know I can kind of go through and like, oh, when I get a second plate, I just, and I do something completely different from the first plate. Hell, you do. Yes, you do. Yeah. The beauty of the buffet. Mm. Yep. Gosh, yes. 
I'd say uh, no doubt sugar. Yeah, uh, for sure. Caffeine. We wipe that off this list. Sugar and caffeine. <laughs> yeah. Of course, uh, you know, I think I am still addicted to nicotine, but I turn it down every day. Okay. Okay. It's still, but it's it it, it scratches the back of my head and yeah. says, "Hey, buddy." One hundred percent. Me too. Bro. <laughs> I feel you, dog. Uh, somebody, one of the Tolo says, "Nicotine gum." They're addicted to nicotine gum. Oh, nicotine gum. Yeah. One of the Tolo said they're addicted to never being wrong. Okay, yeah, I like that okay. answer. That's that, Hagee. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow! <Well, laughs> so, just you admit that you effed up. <laughs> uh, Tolo's addicted to getting money. Yeah. Penny stocks. One Tolo says he's addicted to 105.3 The Fan. Thank you. Like Shout out to the Pander. I'm addicted to this uh, NFT game right now. It's okay. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I've been buying these NFTs of like different... Uh, different adventures like dwarves and elves with swords and wizards and then you what? and then you send them on these raids this is a weird humble yeah. brag bro i'm totally addicted to it yeah uh, so i keep buying more adventurers and i i keep sending them on more raids and they I like uh, that they come back with loot i was the same way with uh, clash of clans many moons ago mm, i got thing. lost in the sauce bro yeah it was a fun game what are you addicted to? Uh, fishing, wagyu Ooh. brisket. Oh, that's good too. Wagyu brisket. Oh, box. Huh. <laughs> My what kind? phone. What kind of box? <laughs> a cardboard one. <laughs> oh, cardboard box. <laughs> I was just wondering. I'll see it in baby dolls from seven to nine. Box jumps. <laughs> what are you addicted to? <laughs> nothing. It seems like I just love to do nothing. Okay. That's not a bad idea. Uh, popping every joint in my body. Wow, buying, oh. buying vinyl records. That's that that is that's a good hobby, by the way. What? To buying vinyl records. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, that's cool. That's a cool hobby. It's a cool hobby, but it's not a great addiction. It, no, it is if you like them. You're fiending for the vinyl. Oh, the vinyl's good, man. Bro, you said that's Chinese. Sh- that's a shopping addiction. Yeah, that's yeah. a shopping addiction. That's one hundred percent. Okay. What's okay. uh, it? What are you addicted to? Liquor. Uh, biting the skin around my fingers. Whoa. Oh, actually, I have that problem. Do you really? Yeah, I, I did not, not like bad, bad, but like a hangnail or something every once in a while. Yeah, I'll do that. Those sausage fingers aren't actually sausage fingers. <laughs> well, sometimes though, they know. look like andouilles, and I just can't help but <laughs> enjoy <laughs> mustard on them, bad boys. What are you addicted to? Short Filipino hookers. Uh, what are you addicted to? You, baby. Thank you. All right, appreciate that. Uh, G, back in the day, we do it every day here on The Fan at 2.30. Broadest, man, ever since you said Chinese food, bro, I've been thinking about the yeah. chicken wings at the yeah. Chinese spot. Oh, yeah. Crispiest chicken wings out here on the planet, fam. You know, you know what? It's that it's the uh, it starch. It's the uh, cornstarch they use. Lucius, nope. next time you do your chicken, use a little cornstarch in your batter. Mm. And it'll get you, get you that. Extra crispy? Yeah, get it extra crispy for you. Yeah. Mm. Chicken wings with some crab wagon, wagons, whatever oh, they call them. Oh, the crab wagons. Rag- wagons. Uh, rangoons. The crab rangoons. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> with the cheese, son. <laughs> with uh, the cheese. Gavin hates that because it said cream cheese. Yeah, that cream Gavin cheese. Gavin so cheese. Oh, cheese. my God, it's so good. It's like bursts in your mouth. Yeah. All like right. Like lather wool chuck and a cream cheese. How about that? <laughs> oh, gosh darn it. Yeah. G, back in the day, we do it every day here on The Fan at 2.30. Uh, our winner is a grown man that is arguing online with a 12-year-old boy. Everybody's cursing. And he's getting this little heartbroke, man. Uh, I don't know how old he is. He's really young because he's crying. Oh, no. He's on the game GTA, Grand Theft oh, Auto. Yes. He picked himself up a little motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And then he's playing online. Like, when you're playing online, other people are playing with you. You're not playing no. by yourself like story mode. No. So somebody comes up and just knocks him off the motorcycle. Like, you know, a good punch. Yeah. And he falls off the motorcycle. <laughs> That's what we're there That's for. That's how the game plays, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That's how you play the game, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like it. Listen to him. That's mine. That's mine. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> what an evil laugh. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> headlines, headlines. Let me get to this headlines so we can look out for the people. Uh, police in Denton are searching for a man who has been going around opening vehicle doors in a... Urinating on the inside. So keep your doors locked. Unless you're a buffalo and then just let the fans sleep in your car. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, man, use up the game. All right, you good, brother. We got a mad peer situation. We got a mad peer, bro. Still at large. Yes, the suspect was seen uh, urinating into the car on the 1800 block of Lindale Drive. Or Linden Drive, whichever one it is out there in Denton. I don't know anybody from Denton, no? I'm not familiar with Linden or Linden. Okay. But maybe it's B. Johnson. (laughs) Man, that can get really crazy to drive on. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The suspect has been described as a medium-built man with dark-colored hair and a beard. What were they, when they were doing the size thing? (laughs) Three, Three of us. Yeah. Bill. That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> oh, Chuck. That's uh, from Denton to Dog. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we'll check. I'll be you be repping Denton. You're a medium-built man now. You got a, There's a beard there. It's very thin. You could have did it before the beard situations and then cut it off. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? Not guilty. Yeah. If the glove don't fit. We must have quit. We must have quit. Yeah, Yeah, bars, baby. Uh, Universities across North Texas have banned social media app TikTok from campus networks and devices, by the way. They worried about the security? They're coming for TikTok. Yeah, they're worried about security. Worried about the security. And before I get out of here. We're good. All all, all the other ones have invented like a a TikTok same thing, right? They're kind of copycatting. They all kind of copycatting. And they all like, they all do the same thing TikTok does. It's that we don't know who's running TikTok. Yeah. You know, Instagram and everybody does the same thing. We just let's can't just, go sit down and take people. Let's yeah. just steal their idea and kick them out then. If we can't trust them, let's we'll send them, you know? <laughs> I got no problem. Wait. Send them. Just send them. I got no problem with it. Yeah. <laughs> we can't way, trust you. Uh, okay, reaching or preaching right here. John Wall, my son calls him John Wallsack. Says the Wizards. Love that. (laughs) John Wall says the Wizards could have beat the Cavs in 2017. It was a squad during that playoff run. Okay, we see where Dawson may be leaning. Let's listen to John Wallsack explain his uh, point. Team, they had a chance. In DC, yeah, that 16, 17. We was gonna beat out of Bron. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, if you do interview anybody from the Cavs, there was one team they did not want to see on the East. Which y'all? They not want to see us. Me and Kyrie, we matching up. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Brad over JR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got Braun over Trevor Reese. I'm taking, you know who. Mm-hmm. Kevin Love and Kevin Love and Marquis Morris. I'm taking Kevin Love, but Marquis Morris can shoot threes yeah, and post yeah. up. Yeah. I'm taking Gortat over Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Oh, for sure. They're the same player. And our yeah. bench was deeper than theirs. Y'all we had Bogey, um, Kelly Oubre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Kelly was playing well that year, too. He was. He was he, that's when he was coming to himself. Yeah, so I'm like, then you look at every game we played that year, it was always a one-two point game. They mm-hmm. broke our 18 game home home game winning streak when Brian hit that big shot. shot. In the corner, bitch, I'm I work on it every day. But yeah, that was like, I feel like that year, and then the year I broke my hand against the Hawks, mm-hmm. we was gonna play the Cavs again. And they won and won, they won. That's the year they ended up winning the championship. Not saying we would have beat them that year, or we would have, yeah. we definitely wouldn't beat the Warriors. They would have won. We wouldn't yeah. beat the Warriors. But we just like me and Brad was good, but we ain't Bron. Like, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. There's nothing you can do with that motherfucker. You just hope. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll say it's it's a little reach. Like they, yeah, they wouldn't have beat him, but I see why he believes in himself okay. so much. I like you. Yeah. Anybody else that got an opinion on what John Wall is saying other than LeBron didn't call his shot, so I don't believe you work on that shot. I'll tell you what, man. (laughs) I think I think the, the, the pro basketball podcast are the most entertaining. Yes, they I, are. They really are. They, those guys are so open and honest. And, the, and then you got the guy, man, there's no way you made that shot. Yeah, man. And then they get yeah. the back and forth. Yeah. And then you got the guy that didn't do anything that's kind of sitting in the room with them. Doing it. I, I, I think that's great. I, I love those podcasts. I really do. I do, too. And we talked about J.J. Reddick earlier, man. Yeah, yes. J.J. Reddick's fantastic, dude. Yes. The stuff he's doing is really entertaining. Yes. And before we get out of here one time, uh, Dallas's own... Oh man, I forgot his last name. Bolsack. <laughs> Ralph, no, Ralph Barbos. Barbos, something like Oh my gosh. So I follow him on Twitter. He's Barbosa. A, he's a comedian that came up here. He's from Dallas. And now he's on the darn Jimmy Fallon show. Ooh. He's like torn all around the country. I wanted to give him some love because this is DFW. Barbosa. And when somebody, yeah, okay. When somebody from DFW really? is shining out of control, it's our job. 
put the spotlight on him, right? Yeah, Let's go. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. All right, so here was Ralph. Here's this little thing he did on Jimmy Fallon, the late night Jimmy's. I recently became a father, have a beautiful baby boy. Thank you. Yeah, it's great, but it's also very scary having a baby at a young age. I feel like I'm a new employee who just got put to train an even newer employee. Because <laughs> I just look at my son like, I don't, I haven't been here that long, man. <laughs> I can show you where we eat. That's about it. <laughs> but it is amazing watching him learn things and grow. Like he's walking now. He knows how to ask for food. I was like, dang. I've taught you all I can, son. <laughs> job is done. From here on out, we learn together. <laughs> I like buying them lots of sneakers, because I'm big on sneakers. Last month, I went a little crazy. I bought us like eight pairs of shoes, four for me, four for my baby boy. He doesn't fit into a size nine yet, so I wear his half for now. But... <laughs> I love being a dad. He does embarrass me sometimes in public. Like, we go to the mall together a lot, and he'll be walking next to me. And he stares at everybody we walk past. And whenever he sees a really pretty girl, he'll let go of my hand, walk up to the girl, and ask her to carry him. And I have to be like, hey, I'm, I'm so sorry about that. I think my son just... Wants us to go out for drinks. Shout <laughs> <laughs> out to you, Ralph. That, that is, is great, that man. Is 26 good. years old. I just Googled him. Yeah. And uh, it's so awesome. He looks just like a Dallas guy. He's got the haircut and everything. Detail. Yeah. I thought for a second that might have been Mr. Nasty talking about him and Baby Nasty. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. That's my time. I got to go. Thank you, uh, Lucius. Every night at about 5.45, you get a L.A. Live with Lucius. Uh, coming up next, we'll check. What would you like to discuss? What's your most memorable Cowboys divisional playoff game? 877-881-1053. I got the most important matchups in Cowboys, Niners, and, uh, well, which rookie class had the most production? Where are the Cowboys on the list? Next on the fam. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.